Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents, the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, and as always, I'm joined by Nick Highland. How are you, brother? Good, mate. Good. Very happy to see Tommy Berry returning this weekend as well. So it'll be a good day of racing down at Ramwick this weekend, as well as down at Flemington for the Group 1 down there. Uh, yeah, pumped. Pumped to see Tommy back. Uh, I'm not sure I've gotten around a lot of his horses, but uh, I'm just glad to see him back because he's he's one of my favourite Sydney jockeys, and hopefully he gets a nice first uh, card back under his belt. But like you said, yeah. Many group ones to discuss later in the show. It's going to be huge. You've got the Turnbull, the Flight, the Epsom, and the Metropolitan. I can't wait to get stuck into them with you later. But uh, last week's group ones, let's just quickly discuss. Uh, Zaki, you think after that run, still a moral on the Cox Plate? Oh, uh, it's in a big race like the Cox Plate, it's never going to be a moral, but it's definitely going to be a short price favourite. Um, I can't really discuss what I think until I see the rest of the field for now, I say, but um, definitely a real danger and definitely can, I can see why people say it's immoral, but me personally, I'd rather wait to see the rest of the field before I start making any calls like that. Yeah, fair enough. I'm, I'm similar to you. I need to see who's racing against it and any, any horse on its day can win the Cox Plate like you saw that last year. No one really rated Sir Dragon A until the rain came down and it fell into its lap sort of thing, you know, but until you see the field and the track conditions on the day, you can't really back a race like that in advance. In my opinion, at least, you know, you can have a hack at the futures, but you're never going to get the best read of the race until race day. But also in the, uh, the moi, like we said, the, uh, the Quinella is probably going to get Everest slots and they did wild ruler and the Inferno. They're off to climb the Everest. Do you think they have any chance? Um, it's a, it's a tough one as well, obviously, because I really like the Inferno's run. I, I wasn't really, Wild Ruler looked good as well, but the Inferno was probably, even though it didn't win, which might sound a bit odd to some people, I think it was more, more to take out of it than Wild Ruler was. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm liking the look of, obviously, Eduardo will be there, um, Nature Strip as well, and then G Trash as well, which I think G Trash will just get fitter as it comes to the cock, um, not the cock spike, but the Everest. Sorry, so um, it'll be a very interesting race, and I'm I'm very excited to to watch it. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I um, the the Inferno's one was outstanding. I reckon 50 more meters and it wins. I reckon if it gets the extra ground that it will get in the Everest against that field, it would have won by like 10 lengths. It was just coming home so strongly. So if it's able to repeat such an effort on Everest Day, I think if it's a bit of a smoky to uh, get the placings, not sure if it can win, definitely not sure of that. But uh, if it starts at a nice price, definitely worth it, worth the each way play. Sadly, we will no longer be there on Everest Day. That's uh, came out during the week that it's going to be members only at the track. So that's a little devastating for the... Yeah. Uh, Disappointing for sure. Yes, for the I think that's the second time now we've been uh we've missed out on a big group one day. We were supposed to be at the slip up early this year, but uh the rain came down and washed it away and we couldn't uh attend the the makeup week. But uh we'll get there one day. But uh, enough chit chat, Nick. Let's get into these tips. Nicholas, my friend, are you tired of the big bookies keeping you down? Yes, I am. 
Well, what if I told you there was an Aussie-owned bookie out there and they would keep your best interests at heart? You're kidding. There can't be. Well, with PlayUp, you can get access to some of the best quality customer service that I have ever seen from a bookie. Don't tell me there's a link in our Instagram bio to sign up with. Oh, you bet there is, Nico. Head to the show notes or in the link in our Instagram bio and you can sign up with PlayUp today and you can start getting access to not only amazing customer service, but also a wide range of incredible weekly promotions and offers. Tell them we sent you and they will look after you unlike the big bookies. All right. Huge racing card is assembled at Randwick, like Nick said. We've got two huge, um, 10 huge races, including three massive group ones. The rail is going to be in the true position and the weather has been a bit dismal this week in Sydney. And even more rain is expected to come before racing commences. So don't be surprised if the track opens around the soft six, soft seven range with downgrades potentially coming throughout the day into the heavy range if that rain continues to fall. All right, race one, 1,000 metre mark. It's going to be a bit of a sprint to start the day with the midway. Capital Rain and Delexo being the main ones up on the pace, in my opinion. I think uh, Capital Rain being the favourite must be respected as it's been the winner of three in a row lately and it's trying for a fourth. Uh, Moralist is also a last start winner at Hawkesbury and it's drawn the rails here. So he's a sneaky chance for a place $7, but only for a place, I reckon. Um, the bet that I'll be having, however, is Oh Please Diana. She's flying since joining Annabelle Nisham's stable and uh, had an impressive win last Wednesday at Gosford, I thought. Sat three wide, no cover, and was still able to, uh, to get across, grab that rail, and never look back. Storm time in the end. So I think she can do the same here at uh, $7.50 to win and $2.75 to place. Good each way bet to start the day for me in race one. Yeah, very nice. Um, I'm going to go with Longcaster Bomber here. Um, I'm hoping enough rain gets into the track for him to storm it in. Absolutely loves the wet. Five times in the top two from six races on a heavy track. Um, two of them being wins as well at $7.50 and $2.50 for a place. I'm, I'm really hoping I can start my day off with a bang. Lovely. Uh, we head into race two, the 1,000-metre debutant race. Um, not a great one, again, for betting perspective. However, tune in and watch it. Um, it's it's good to get a good idea of how the field run on their first up so you can have a bet on their second up affairs. So after watching the trials back, the favourite just looks too good and cool and gatter. There's not too much else to say, to be honest. Uh, $2 for a perfect multi-filler to start off early in the day. Won her trial by 3.3 lengths and at the 850, so I was at that 855 metres. Should be a maiden win for her with J-Mac on board, and I'm pretty keen on it as well. So first look at the multi locked in with Cooling Gatter. Yeah, 100% agree. So tricky to pick these races, but Cooling Gatter just absolutely outstanding at the trials. Looks to have a massive future ahead, so it's going to be my tip for that race as well. We move in to our race three at the 1,000 metres. Same as the last one here. Almost impossible to map or pick as it's the maiden race. And all these horses have bright futures, so you just don't know how they'll fare come race day. That being said, the one that impressed me the most on trial day was Kabu. He showed great speed and kicked strongly at the top of the straight to win that trial. And the caller described it as it was running its competition ragged. Apparently, the, it's been bred to only get better with time, but I still think after that display of speed, it can win his debut here at $4.40. So Kabu for me. Yeah, I agree. Again, won't be betting on this race, but for the sake of it, I'll I'll be tipping Kabu as well. Impress me with that trial and should have a bright future at the $4.40. Head on to race four. 
Uh, the favourites kissed the bride at $4.60 after the last one against Big Boy Roy by three lengths. Deserved the favourite. Absolutely dominated last race. But unfortunately, I can't go past Big Boy Roy. Should be absolutely peaking for this one and is always thereabouts. Looking for his breakout win this prep at $5 and I'll be happy for that for sure. Yeah, Big Boy Roy is certainly starting to frustrate me because, uh, you know, he, seem, he seems to always find the winnable race and then just comes up short. But this one, I reckon, like you said, it's breakout win for the prep, $5, great price to have for a horse that always finds its way into the money, it seems. Should be there about come the finish time. And it's certainly worth chucking him in a place multi and also having him on the win because I think Big Boy Roy gets it done. All right, we move to race five. At the 2,000 meter mark, straight to the point with this one. Think it over for me. Looks hard to beat at the $2 mark. While the price doesn't excite me, he's won for me before, and I think he's just going to continue that strong form over the spring. Love the way he dug in to win the Kelmsford, two back. Enormous effort in George Main as well. Stuck on really well when third to very elegant. So the fourth up here, ready to peak. The even $2 will do me. Yeah, I agree. Second leg of the multi is done with Think It Over as well. Head on to race. It's all right. All right, let's do it. Okay. Race six at the 1,200 metres. Okay, I'm only going to talk about one horse here. Mask Crusader. Can he get a bounce back after a pretty ordinary race two weeks back? It's a it's a tough one to, to weigh up, but I think he can. This race is a big telling point to see if he can actually cut it in the Everest. Seems not to mind the wet, so I think it could be a pretty good bet at $2.45. I'd probably steer away from adding it to your multi because it's probably one of the rougher legs, but... Master Crusader, if it's the Master Crusader we know and love, it should be pissing it in by two or three legs. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But um, I'm also going to talk about one horse here as well, Rothfire. Glad to see he returned in such a strong way when coming a solid fourth in the shorts, which tell me he's ready to fire again. And I think the injury is far behind him. And I think that after that race, going to be nice and fit and should be sitting right on the pace and storming home in the straight would have probably preferred a dry track for him, but I don't think the wet should deter him too much. I mean, if it's an absolute bog heavy 10 on the day, I'd probably stay away from him. But if it stays around that soft seven heavy eight mark, I think he should still be able to get it done, especially after that run in the shorts was so great. Fourth behind three horses that aren't racing here. So all he really needs to do is repeat that effort. And in theory, he should be winning this. So I'll take $3.80 on Rothfire for me. And uh, we'll skip all the way to the final race of the card because races seven, eight, nine, those group ones, they'll be coming up in the tip-off shortly. So take us away for race 10, Nick. Yeah, the last one for the card at the 1,200 metres. Uh, the favourite is Gravena at the $3.60. Coming in second up with uh, their first race coming in third by half a length. Has really good soft track record forms. So keep an eye on the weather and how the track plays for the weekend. Um with this race, if the rain comes in with the track, it could get chopped up by the time it comes to the last race. Um, if it's wet enough, causing this to be, yeah, like I said, a heavy track. So I wouldn't put any early bets on this race or any of the later bets. I'd wait to see how the track plays. And, yeah, unless you really like an early price on a, on a horse and you reckon it'll come in on race day, I probably wouldn't put any early bets. But you can do what you want. I don't really care. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Never talk is probably one to be considered if you if the track gets to a heavy at $10 and $3.20. She has one, two from two on the heavy track. Should be fitter for this one and could get it done. 
Uh, Volpine is another one to consider. If the track gets heavy and you want to back an absolute roughy each way, I'd back this one at $34 and $8 for a place. Could get you a good paycheck if you get some luck behind you for the race. Um, but my tip is going to be big parade. Four wins from five on a soft track and hopefully is there... Hopefully there is enough given the track to get the turn of foot to storm this one home at $4.40 and the track holding to a soft track. Um, that'll be my tip. And I'm pretty keen for this one. I also want to just say before we get into your tip, Kashi, um, it's probably a good day for value. I'd say as well, if it gets pretty wet because um, anything can happen in the wet horses can not perform in then horses that no one even considered seem to perform. So keep that in mind when we're punting. It could be pretty unexpected. So um, you could be searching out for some value there and you could be winning some big money on the weekend, I'd say. Lovely. Uh, I feel bad now that I'm about to tip the favourite like you. Big parade. <laughs> Loves the wet. Tick has great form coming into this one. Tick, like you said, should grab the speed and absolutely bolt in, hopefully. So $4.40 seems like a good price for me. But uh, yeah, I agree. The um, we've we've lined up on a lot of our tips today. Great minds seem to think alike. But um, if you want to grab the early price, do. But make sure to monitor the track, especially after last week. Yeah, for the true rail, the at Rose Hill, the races still seem to have a bias towards the leaders that just grabbed the rail and ran all the way. So just monitor how the track plays throughout the day, especially if that rain comes down. Like Nick said, come race ten, there could be some massive value in it for you. But uh, we've, caught, we've kept these tips short and sweet so we can head on the tip-off and give you some nice analysis for those four big group ones. So let's head there now. Nico, before we begin, let me ask you something. Do you reckon you're any good at fantasy sports? You bet I am, mate. Well, with Draft Stars, you can get off the bench and into the game. Play for fun or play for cash as you compete against other sports fans across Australia for huge prize pools, with some even going upwards of $10,000. That sounds like free money to me. Well, it's not exactly free money, my friend, but if you fancy yourself a bit of a fiend for anything fantasy sports related, whether it's horse racing, AFL, NRL, cricket, NBA, or whatever sport of your choosing, you can head to draftstars.com.au and start playing now. The details are in the show notes or in our Instagram bio. Click the link, sign up today. Tell them the mock voice sent you and start winning big on Draft Stars. All right, the great tip off here, like we said, we've got... Four massive races to discuss here. We're going to kick it off with the flight stakes at Randwick. And Nick, I reckon there's a few familiar faces sniffing around here. You've got four moves ahead, who won its last start on Randwick. On a soft track as well, and has multiple wins at the track, so you need to respect that sort of form. Uh, Mallory only just missed last start, finishing half length back from the winner at Randwick and has placed four times at the track before. In with a chance here, definitely. Uh, Swift Witness, also one that's uh, run at Randwick and placed once this prep. However, couldn't hold on and just missed last start at the track, which was also a soft track. So careful of that wet form, but uh, not going to be there for me. She's all classed, has been anything but lately, it seems. So I'm off her at the moment. She won't be having my money again until a massive run comes for her. I've instead settled on something very wide of the money. Like you said, there could be some major value in here. So... I'm going to go with Hinged. Call me crazy because I, uh, last time I tipped it, it ran almost last. But you know what? That was against the boys. Perhaps she's just not ready for that. But uh, she's back to the girls' grade and ready to improve. Uh, considering the form, I don't think that $26 is appropriate for it at all. I'm not saying I would have had it as favourite, 
because Star Tantus is definitely uh, deserving of a favour after a massive run in the uh, Golden Rose last week and probably is the better of the two Queensland horses in here. But I just love the way that Hinge goes about it. And um, I think its best work is done at this grade and on those these sort of track conditions. So I'm going to have to back her in again here. $26 to win, $7 to place each way, roughly of the day for me in the flight stakes. Thinking, give them a run for its money. What are you thinking, Nick? Well, when I when I came and had a look at this bet, I came at it with um, two different minds here. The first one is being the tip-off, and the second one from a betting perspective. So I want to give a – I'm falling a bit behind in the, in the competition we've got here. So what I've done here is gone with Mallory – um, as my tip, very impressed with the prep so far with a fifth place, third and a second. Um, I'm, I'm thinking it will be in the top three here, so I, I should be able to snag a point. But from a betting perspective, I'll, I'll have a little bit to say about this. I reckon this is the race where someone's going to surprise us and an absolute roughie, like you say, hinge could be. Yep. One's going to pop out and it's just going to be a brand new horse that we haven't seen before, I reckon. It's just something about this, this race that it's just... A $20 horse like Stray or Never Been Kissed or Fangirl is just going to surprise us, I reckon. But um, for the sake of the tip-off, I'm going to go with Mallory. So at $5 and $2 for a place, um, Mallory it is. But I'd be looking at this one, punters, for um, for some value for sure. I like that. I like that. So what you're saying is you think Mallory has the chops to win, but don't be shocked at all if one of you know the $40 horses comes out and surprises everyone. I just have a I have a weird feeling that there's going to be a big upset this weekend in one of the group ones, and this one's probably the one that gets weighed up the most that there isn't a clear favourite where there's a couple of horses weighing into it. But um, Mallory is my safe choice because I don't really have enough points in the bank on the tip off to um to risk it all. But um, in terms of um a betting perspective, like I said, I, I have a I have a feeling that there could be an absolute roughie in this one. So um. Bet accordingly to that. So, yeah. What you're saying is just bet small. Bet on Mallory. Your bet's on Mallory, but it's going to be a small bet. You're not loading on it. I probably won't have money on Mallory. Oh, fair enough. Take that as you will, punters. But, uh, yes, Nick says that Mallory's on top of for him, but just watch those roughies. Do not go loading on this race. Well, we move into uh, the Metropolitan. I'm going to have to box back Montefilia here back there before and I think she's just heading towards a really strong Caulfield Cup run hopefully the two times she's raced at this distance however wasn't great and if I'm being honest I would have to say she's probably failed at the distance so call me crazy why am I back in Montefilia in here but because every time since then she's bounced back she seems stronger she seems more mature she seems ready to go in my opinion Every race this prep, she just seems hungry for more and more ground. And if she comes ready to race at her best, I think she can easily win this one. $6 to win, $2.25 to place. I think she genuinely is in for a good race this one. And like I said, hopefully it goes on to a massive Caulfield Cup run. But like, you know, you've got the She's Ideals, you've got the Intense, the Great Houses, the No Compromises. They're all great value players to be having in this race. But I think Montefilia is the on top of for me. Hopefully, Huey Bowman rides her nice and strong and take she can run out the 2,400 metres. That is hopefully what's going to happen here. So, Montefilia for me. Nick, what are you thinking? Um, 
So I've, I've, I've weighed it up again here. Quick Thinker was one I really looked into and I almost backed um, at the $21. But um, She's Ideal was another one that I tossed up on with a, the last win, which I was very impressed with, um, with the win over Montefilia by 1.3 lengths. Um, but I, I think I have to stay with Intent. Like, I can't get off can't get off um, Intent for sure. He's, he's, just, he's just done me so well. After that, yes. that that placing that um, paid eight dollars that I backed him at four, three weeks ago or four weeks ago, and then last week he gets the win for us at around five dollars as well. Um, it's third 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 race in three weeks for this horse as well, so it's just gonna be absolutely firing. I reckon it could it could be too much for him. I reckon it could be, but um, I'm hoping that he's just thereabouts. And Timmy Clark just has a really good connection with this horse, so. Um, I'm gonna go with intent here. I just can't can't get off when it's um it's saluted for me in the last two runs. Yeah, and the thing about intent, the reason I almost jumped on intent as well was unlike Montefilia, it's proven at 2400. Like it it won last start out, and that's at a 2400 race. So that's another thing to take note, punters, is with races when races step up to these sort of distances, you got to make sure to look to the horses that have proven at the distance. But like I said, I just think Montefilia seems to be much stronger than she has been before. So that's why she's my bet. But uh, yeah, it looks like intent and Montefilia for the mocks going into that race. Um, we move on to the Tab Epsom Handicap. And I must say, considering the history of this race, it's probably one of the weaker ones you'll ever see. But still plenty of great horses running around in this one. You know, you got your Moongas, your Cascadians, your Star of the Seas. You've got your Dini, who's the favourite. You've got Reloaded, Private Eye, A Tissue, uh, Skylab, Harmony Rose. The list just goes on of horses that have just been so positive in the last few runs, hence why they've gotten the start here. You know, there's no probabilities or anything like that in like you've had in the past. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm settling on Ice Bath here, punters. I'm just going to have to go back to the well with an old favourite here. I've sunk that much money into Ice Bath. It's not funny, but I think she's finally primed to win one here. The track's going to be wet. That's the best sign ever, as she is a genuine swimmer, I tell you. She's been crying out for the rain. If it comes in time for this race, her biggest ever start, I think Hallelujah will be the one screaming in the Whittock camp. She's been flying as of late, making it a habit to have the fastest last 200 of the day at her latest starts. Plus the seven-day backup reads really well. I'll tell you what, last time she ran on a seven-day backup, she came second by a whisker to Cascadian in the Doncaster. The time before that, second to a whisker um, by a whisker to Colette in the Golden Eagle. So everything is pointing towards Ice Bath here. I know she can be a little bit of a handful for punting lately, but $9.50 to win and $3 to place is supremely overs for me considering that form. I think it's Ice Bath on top. Clearly, in this one. Oh, it's 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 definitely a chance. I just I just can remember us um last year in the in the Golden Eagle, us boys um oh. we all we all were on it all riding ice bath home Great and day. in you know very very bucks. very very wet wet day for some young punters that we were um but I, I'm gonna have to disagree with you here. I just oh I reckon I. One, I think one win from 12 just really says it all. I know it doesn't read well, 
at Randwick, sorry. One win from 12 at Randwick does not read well at all. I know um, it doesn't read well, but I just I love Ice Bath. I've got to back her in, Nick. I don't know. It's um it's it's gotta be real, real wet. And um with the likes of Moanga in this race and Riadini, I don't think I don't th- I don't like it too much. I, I if, if she slips up to the somehow slips up to the fifteen dollar mark, I reckon that's where I'd I'd start thinking about putting some money on her, but nine dollars fifty can't have it. But um yeah, that's gonna lead me to my tip with Moanga. Um Tommy Berry back on board for Moanga. And this is definitely, I'm not, I, I don't think you're going to see a higher price for this horse at $7.50 for a horse that beat very elegant in the fir- yeah, first up. It's, it's, and coming second to incentivize by 0.3 lengths. Um, you're not going to get a better price. Like I said, at $7.50 um, for, for the win, it's literally, it's, it's probably one of the better value bets for the day. Honestly, I'll be having a, a cheeky, 25 on that, I reckon, at least. Um, but, yeah, Mawanga for me. Tommy Berry back on board. Tommy Berry rides this horse really well. So, yeah, Mawanga for me in the Epson. Lovely stuff. Now, here's the one I'm interested to get your thoughts here. The Turnbull Stakes. It's a bit of a three-way dance here, as many people are calling it. You've got Very Elegant. You've got Incentivize. You've got Sir Dragon A. Are you settling on one of those three or are you going wide? Because the market doesn't seem to love anyone else. You know, you've got Very Elegant on top at $2.30. Incentivize close behind it at $2.80. Colette at $8. Sir Dragon at $8.50. Then the next best after that is $21. And then after that, it goes upwards of $40 into the 100 range. So, Nick, I need to hear your thoughts. Who are you taking? Well, I've had a look at it honestly, and I, it could well be very elegant staying with it for the for the win here. But I've I've gone and had a quick look at the weather over down in Melbourne, and you guys can look for yourself. There's rain all day for the next until Saturday, so and with that in mind, I'm going to go with back with one of our old sayings, and it's back Colette in the wet, always back Colette in the wet. I don't know. There's something about it. Ollie, Ollie just flies down in Melbourne as well. Um, Eight dollars for Colette. It's it's definitely it, it. It surprised us last year with um. I think it was last year. It might have been last prep where Colette beat very elegant at Ramwick, and I don't think any, any of us really expected it. And from then on, um, I definitely gained some respect for Colette, and um, the respect is due here. So I reckon eight dollars for Colette in this race, and it's just going to come in. I reckon. Um, but, yeah, I, that's going to be me. Yeah, fair enough. You're going all the way back to February for Colette when beat very elegant, like you said, in the Apollo. was a big upset. No one really saw it coming. But, yeah, Colette in the wet, very common saying, and with due right, just flies on wet. All you've got to do is have a look at that form. You know, uh, in the soft tracks, two wins, one second, zero thirds from four starts, and three from three on heavy so I don't blame you there when it comes to looking at that sort of form, but I think you know who I'm going for. It's very elegant, baby. You just can't get off very elegant. Did you? You were working. I don't think you watched that race live. Her last start. It was. Oh, I didn't watch it live, but I, I watched. I watched it back. I try and get um, try and sneak upstairs at least um, and get the big races on and sneak away into the corner or something if I can. But um, I did miss this one live, so I watched it back. The night of, and yeah, it was it was very impressive, I must say. 
At the 100 metre mark, punters everywhere were throwing out those tickets. But then out of nowhere, very elegant, gets it done, makes that lunge, and you just can never count her out. And I'm not counting her out here. Even though she's going up against the likes of Incentivize, even though she's going up against the likes of Colette and Sir Dragon A. Very elegant. You know, you say Colette in the wet. Who else loves the wet? Very elegant. 15 starts in the soft. 10 wins, two seconds, one third. Three starts in the heavy, two wins, one second. Any rain also helps very elegant here. So I just think very elegant at $2.30. Big. Yeah, no, it's definitely definitely one to weigh up, and I think as well. And it was definitely there. Um, I could have them both in two separate multis just to cover both of them. But then again, it's it's a it's a real hard one to weigh up because incentivize just that was a really impressive win in the Maccabi Diva Stakes um, there as well. Just absolutely shocked everyone there again. Just everyone had its doubts, and it just proved. Every- Proved everyone everyone wrong, and it just can do it here again, I guess. Um, but very elegant. I'm just hoping there's a bit too much rain for very elegant, and that um, just falls to commit. Yeah, that's that's the that's the hoping, and that it um very elegant doesn't really like traveling down to Melbourne. We've been told, so I'm hoping that she hasn't traveled down very well, and um, she doesn't perform, which is very unlike her for such a a horse of her class. But um. Yeah, it's going to be Colette for me, but I can definitely respect the bet on Very Elegant. I love it. It is going to be such a big showdown race. Hopefully Very Elegant gets it done on the way to the massive showdown. That will be probably the showdown of the spring with Zaki in the Cox Plate. That is just going to be one to lick your lips as a horse racing fan. But that is the great tip-off for us. Let's quickly uh, go to the Around the Grounds, get some Around the Grounds tips out here before we head to the quaddy. Uh, I'm going to have to go based off my uh, horse racing super coach team. Super coach is back. How good. And hopefully these horses send me to the top of the leaderboard race two at Flemington. Hitotsu. I reckon uh, was far too good last start at the 1350 mark and absolutely trotted in very impressive there. I think it'll even love the 1800 more. So I think the $4.50 mark is great for that horse. I also really like ranch hand in the fifth of Flemington. Last time out, came from nowhere, shocked everyone, swooped the favourite in ingratiating, and I think he would do it again. We'll be even fitter this time and gets Brett Preble again, who was in ripping form himself. I expect an excellent showing here. $5 for Ranch Hand is a great prize to have. And quickly at Doomin, race seven, the face should absolutely smack them here, in my opinion. Had it tipped a couple of weeks ago at Randwick, came fourth to Triple Ace, and Triple Ace is a proven dominator in Brisbane. The form indicates that the face is fight. By far the best horse in this one. Three dollars is a great price to have here, and I'll definitely be having my money on it. Nick, who have you got? Well, I've I've gone for the same race as you've tipped someone in here, but I've gone for a different horse, so it's just going to throw a bit of a spanner in the works. Ooh. I don't know if you've seen it, but in race five, Gimme Par, one of our favourite horses. I think yeah, I think you've missed this. I th- I think you've missed this one because I know you love Gimme Par as well. Um, so at $7.50 for this horse and $2.40 for a place, I'll, my money will be there for around the grounds 100%. Um, also head into race number 10. And the favourite A-side is just going to be too tough here. Down in class and proved itself fourth place in a group one um, at $4.20. I really like it. So, yeah, that'll be my around the grounds tip down at Flemington.
Lovely. I'm, I'm glad you went with Gimme Pass, to be honest. I did see it. It was really tough to go against the Mock Black Book, but uh, yeah, very talented uh, horse. Maybe a little Quinella in there for the uh, Ranch Hand Gimme Pass Quinella. If you like a little bit of exotic punting. But uh, the Quaddy, we move into the Quaddy again. Yet to hit one. We're very sorry. We are trying our best. We will hit one eventually. And when we do, we are going to be laughing all the way to the bank. So we get into it. Ranwick, race seven. Like we said, real open race there. Going to have to have hinged and four moves ahead for me. Nick, who have you put in there? I'm going to have Mallory and then Stray just to cover that roughie as well. Ooh, lovely stuff. Race eight, going to have to go Ice Bath, my tip. Mawanga, your tip. Chuck, can anyone else in there, are we? Um, I think we should just cover the favourite with Ray Danny in there as well. And also Hungry Heart. Head into the last race as well. We've got Big Parade. Volpine, Never Talk, and Gravina for that. And $50 gets you an 18% in the quarter. Just want to say thank you to everyone and good luck with punting this weekend. And remember, gamble responsibly. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside.